Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you for tuning in. Got my good friend and the inspiration for this channel, Best Served High Hospitality Industry Good Health, all about that acronym game, John Hinman of Chow Culinary Hospitality Outreach and Wellness is on. John, the shirt, the hat, it looks good, man. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Rocking my All Zoom right. hat. This is my COVID Zoom hat. I like it. I, I think you, it's becoming a signature look for you. I, I dig it, man. I think people now, if they see you without the hat, they're not even going to recognize you. <laughs> so it's going to be right. too hot for Let's the give people anyway. the punchline a little bit first. Let's tell people kind of the one minute quick version of what Chow is. And then I want to go back, talk about your story a little bit and kind of the functionality of Chow after that. But give us give us the uh, the cliff notes. What has Chow really meant to accomplish uh, for you? Um, Chow, well, Chow was started two years ago. It stands for Culinary Hospitality Outreach and Wellness. Um, Alexandra Palmerton from 303 Magazine um, wanted to write a story about mental health in the um, restaurant industry and gave me a call and I shared some of my story with her and I wanted to, um, I noticed that a lot of people in the industry seem to hurt like I do, even though we don't talk about it. You can see it in each other's eyes. You can see the missed looks. You can see their straight on help me looks without saying it. Um, so I said, hey, let's have a meeting after this article. Let's make a difference. Let's not tell another story. Let's see if we can change something a little bit. And so um, we, we did that 30 days after the the story came out and unfortunately Anthony Bourdain passed away a few days before our scheduled meeting and next thing you know there was a whole bunch of people at the bakery wondering why. Um, thoughts of suicide came up and um, uh, people you know, were just really told the truth about themselves and I, I wrote down all our commonalities through that as, as many as I could. I was really listening for common things and that's important when you hear somebody's stories like all right, this guy's a blowhard, but I bet you there's something. Look for the common thing. You know, yeah. where, where am I? Where do we have, have commonality together? So um, Chow has started. And um, now in the, we were meeting once a, once a week, and now we are on Zoom uh, three days a week. And what Chow is meant to do is we get together and talk about where it hurts. And it's meant to be a place to come and to share and to feel safe and say, hey, I'm, I'm hurting here. Does anybody else, has anybody else experienced this? And um, it's just kind of like putting your toe in the water mental health, you know? Yeah, I like I think it. All right. So the, the support mechanism is there, the, the meetings, the conversations, and you're doing that digitally now, as well as, you know, in-person meetings were happening before, potentially afterwards. And so let's go back now that people have an understanding of why it was important for you specifically to start in an organization like this. So take us back, you know, you're prolific award-winning baker. You've been in the restaurant scene for a long time. And we're going to date you a little bit long time. You've been 
embedded yeah. in the scene. <laughs> the, the grays. I don't see a lot of grays, man. I don't see a lot of grays. So let's take people back. Tell people a little bit of your story, the journey that brought you to the point of needing to start an organization like Chow. Um, my aunt tells a story about me when I was uh, a little kid. And we go to the park. And um, my niece and nephew, or not, no, my cousins and my brother, sorry, I'm older now, so you were dating myself already, <laughs> would go off and like slide down the hot slide and jump in the bushes and, you know, chase the ball or whatever. And I would not come off the, um, the blanket we were on, you know, yeah. ever. ever. You know, I would, I would, when I was a baby. And I needed that safety. Like the world seemed very dangerous to me, I think, from a very early on age. And so, um, and I think this has led into where I am today because, um, you know, I had gone to a lot of schools and I didn't really fit in. I was a, you know, artist, water skier, snow skier, um, cyclist guy. And I grew up in a town that was football, basketball, baseball, hockey. And, um, I didn't, I didn't know how to survive in that world. Uh, so well, you know, you throw a ball at me today and I still, just, I'll just move to the left and watch it land and then look at you like you're crazy. Like, I don't do balls. No, no balls. Yeah. And so um, about mid-high, not even mid-high school, mid-junior high, I found alcohol. And I was, um, you know, just scared of the world. And um, so I started drinking, you know, just on the weekends or whatever. And it was fun. And um, But it gave me a, a sense of peace, like that first drink I ever had. You know, it was a, a disaster. And we were on the on the beach. We were supposed to be studying for an eighth grade exam. And um, I don't know why we were on a beach, but and my friend's brother brought us a case of beer. And I drank um, like six beers that night, a can of urine. I jumped through a fire. I almost drowned in the lake. And I grew up on a lake, so I'm like undrownable. And then I almost failed the eighth grade. But I was like, okay, I just got to figure all that out and I'm going to be great. You know, if I can control this, I knew from the first time, you know, that it was on because this made me feel good. It was like medicine. Like it was that instantaneous for you that you just like knew this was different for you. This changed the way that your brain and your body like felt about all things in this scary world. It let me off the blanket. You know, I could go talk to a girl, I could dance, I could play music loud, I could all of a sudden function. And it worked for a very long time. It worked, you know? And um, I read somewhere that alcohol is like when you throw a boomerang, right? And you zing it out there and then it comes back, who knows when, and chops you to pieces. So um, I moved out to the universe, or moved out to Denver in 1992 from upstate New York. I made it through high school somehow. I wound up in boarding school and came out here to go to the University of Denver and study ceramics. Um, and that one summer I worked, uh, as a waiter at pasta J's for maybe two days, three days, because, um, this is a very, very important part of my life. And, um, you should pay attention to these little things that happen to you and how they change the course of your life. But I had a tray full of, um, tumblers of iced tea and I spilled 12 of them on a guy. And that night I found myself in the kitchen. That was my whole culinary passion. That's how I wound up in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen peeling garlic. And the beer taps were across from the line. We were shucking and driving. We could drink all night. We were in the hot oven. We got burns. We, you know, you felt like a man. 
you know? I was like, okay, finally I know what a man feels like. I, felt, I know what it feels like to catch that ball. You know, that's what I felt yeah. like I was doing. I was on a team for the first time um, and, I could, and I could play. And I could play, yeah, and I could play hard. You could, I was just about to say exactly that. You could play hard, you could go fast, go hard. You could fit in. And also eventually you find yourself at a point where you're a little out of control for me personally, for a lot of us, for you, I know as well, yet you still fit in because it's still so normal. Right. The chaos is so normal and we don't even see it because we're so in the shit all the time. We don't see it. And so I know you've had a lot of those moments. So give us some of that. Like as you started to recognize, like you were, you were spinning, you were so off we your axis. to get signs. Like um, I want that. 1997 came along and Vesta opened and I, I joined that team and what a wonderful place to be, you know, but in that time for me, you know, what the, the behavior I was exhibiting, you know, was a uh, fast decline, you know, um, I never really dabbled into drugs very much, but um, I did for one month. I did cocaine for one month that was and it. what ended it was um, I was working at Vesta and I passed out on the grill at eight o'clock. And they just picked me up and I woke up on the couch 18 hours later and I was like, no more cocaine because it's totally fucking up the drinking. On with the show, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't the substance abuse as a whole. It had to be just the cocaine, which then allowed you to like the alcohol was the, the good part of your, right, right. your so journey. I yeah. didn't mess around with drugs, you know, because I knew how to I thought I knew how to control what I was doing. Um, eventually that spun out of control in around 2000 and i found myself or i didn't i found myself in rehab and that's a whole nother story about how i got there um and i got sober and i was sober from 2000 to 2005 and in that time i had i managed to buy a house i could start a business i could um i had my gelato business um you know i was living like a normal life thing is is i stopped practicing um my recovery behaviors within like a year and a half and I was like, okay, if I just follow these basic rules, everything will be fine. You know, I'm good. And then we went for a, a board meeting. I, I made myself onto the neighborhood board. I mean, who would think? And um, it was at a bar and grill and I just ordered a beer one night. And by the end of the week, I was filling the, the, the uh, recycle container um, with, with uh, beer bottles and it was making a lot of noise. So I decided to switch to whiskey within a week. So the neighbor wouldn't figure out what I was up to, you know? And in a matter of months, my house was gone. I was living in a place in, in five points. Business is totally gone. Um, and, you know, the best job promotion I can give myself is turning up on my mom's couch at 37 years old. All those years in the business, you know, and it was on me, you know. And, and a lot of the time I felt like I was just sitting at the cafeteria table and watching some of my friends go by and become these great chefs or... Um, you know, have children and have the success that I couldn't understand how you, how you have that success, you know, and that's still something relationships is something I really struggle with today. It's like, um, don't know how to do it really well. I was watching. So then, go so ahead. then uh, give us a little bit of a timeline. Now you kind of 97, 2000, 2005, these are like pivotal times. Then it fell apart very, very quickly for you. What was kind of the, the, road back up out of that? Was there a seminal moment for you? You said your mom's couch, was that like the moment or was that a kind of a 
a departure for a little while? Like, when did you actually start to find your way again? Uh, the moment before I, uh, I wound up on mom's couch, literally probably two hours before, I was on the phone with a friend of mine who was sober. And I had said, um, I was really drunk and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I said, if I had a gun, I would kill myself. And that's the first time that it ever, ever come out of my mouth, maybe even the idea. And I hung up on him and I called my mother and I said, you're not taking me to your house. You're taking me to detox. And we went to Boulder County detox where I proceeded to blow like a, a 4.3 walking and talking, you know? Wow. Um, and then that's when things changed for me. Something in my heart really just flipped. And it, I have to say it happened in my heart. Um, and I just started you saying, say, yeah. you said to me before you say that, you're a, a dead man walking that every moment you've had since it sounds like kind of this time is, you know, is a blessing is an opportunity because you four point, you should have been dead. Right. To that degree. Was that, was that heavy or was it, was it liberating for you? I didn't really know what was going on, especially in that one little part. Um, and then I just started saying, yes, you know, okay, we're going to go to treatment. We're going to, again, okay, you want me to do this? And like, even when I got out of treatment, they gave me this guy's number and said, call this guy. And I called him. He's like, I've been on this list for six years and nobody's ever called me, you know? And he's one of my best friends today. And, you know, I just started saying yes to things I would had no idea about, but I saw it work in other people's lives. I started listening to people's stories. And, you know, there's this instruction book uh, theory I have. And I was, I was weird yesterday. I was watching um, Star Wars, the original one with um, Christopher Lee Reeves. And he gets shot off the planet and the whole ride to earth, he's in here and his dad is giving him all the history and everything you need to know about where he's going, whatever. And I'm like, where's my instruction manual, man? I needed that, you know? And I feel like sometimes I got thrown into life and I didn't get the instruction book a lot of times, you know? So this you feel now, that's very interesting to me. And I want to give people a couple snapshots because I want to get into like chow. And so okay. from then, you've been sober since, you know, Hinman's Bakery, amazingly successful bakery. Uh, you know, you're at a farmer's market today, like you're out there that your pies have won a ton of awards. Like, so a lot of good came from you recognizing the opportunity and like putting in the work and, you know, probably finding more of your talent than you had ever found before, I'm sure. And so the manual, I'm very interested in this because now it seems like Chow is in part trying to create the manual. You said the commonalities between people. You're trying to like find the patterns so that you can kind of write the manual, it feels like a little bit. So talk about- I haven't thought about writing a manual, you know. Wow. But giving people the roadmap or trying to illuminate some paths other than the paths that we mostly take in this industry, finding some balance, whatever that is for you. So you think about that in those meetings and, and I'll say from my experience, having uh, spoken to you many times and also having uh, been in one of these meetings kind of as a speaker and seeing and feeling the energy that you're kind of trying to exude. It doesn't feel like an AA meeting because I've also been to those, right? It feels very much like, it feels like after work at a restaurant when everyone gets together and swaps stories, except we don't have to be drunk to be able to tell each other what the hell's going on, where the pain is, where the joy is, where you're at in any point and moment in your life. It feels very much like that. And that camaraderie, I think, is important. I want to I want to highlight that for people. And I think the, the meetings are cool like that because, 
Yeah, we laugh all through the entire meeting. Meanwhile, someone's yes. over there crying, you know, and it's great, you know, and because we can relate to why they're crying and it's kind of funny a little bit why they're crying, but now we're not really at all because they're feeling it. You know, those are honest, true feelings. But, but it's funny for people in the restaurant industry who have already a twisted brain that yeah. it, 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 it makes it, you know, we have sick humor, period, you know. We and, do. And I think that's the thing that I really like, especially you very much as the master of ceremonies. You navigate between it's heavy, it's real. Like there's these are real raw emotions. These are people's stories. There's there's a lot of pain. All of these different uh, human experiences are at play in that moment. Yet there's also a lot of levity. So I, I think the balance of that is important because in our industry, it's easy to be like, Nah, man, I'm not like a rock hitting rock bottom drunk. Like that's not me. I just right, work right. hard and play hard. I'm not that sick. That. You know, I'm not that bad. So what is that bad? And what is it acceptable? You know, when I was in the restaurant industry, it was okay to have two DUIs. Is that acceptable today? And I thought everybody got them like a right to passage. Yeah, it's a badge of honor somehow to be like, right, oh yeah, I've got right. plates thrown in my head and I've blacked out and passed out in the back of the kitchen and I have two DUIs. Like that is... Like we should put that on our fucking resume and that's right and those are and those are like i've been really thinking about wounds a lot lately and so we come in to wherever we are the kitchen with these wounds and on our on our hearts you know and and we don't know how to deal with them so we bandage them i in my case alcohol somebody else does something else whatever and then we start to identify with the bandage not the wound and so a lot of this healing has to go on you know we got to Kind of laugh that bandage off a little bit or nudge it or whatever because that hurts to pull that off and then get to the real thing that's going on and that happens in, in the meetings sometimes and it's just great and i can't say enough for um lara who comes on monday nights and she gives us these guided talks through the um meals and it's an open discussion and like she brought gratitude the other day or identity she did identity the other day and there was you know 12 crying little boxes, but smiling from ear to ear because everybody had hit a realization about themselves, you know, and that's a celebration and that's joy, right? So going to child's not a dirge. You're going to walk out of there feeling a little bit lighter or get off your chair right now feeling a little bit lighter. But, um, <laughs> well, this is, a, this is, you said joy. We've, we've mentioned that word a couple of times. We're in the business of joy, right? right? In restaurant right. and hospitality in bakeries, all of it. We literally are in the business. We're really, really fucking good at it of bringing joy out of somebody else. Yet we struggle so much finding it in ourselves and expressing it to others and taking care of each other because we're just so ground up in the minutia. And so that is just a moment to slow down. And so I want to take the last last minute here and kind of tell people Monday nights at six o'clock mountain time there's zoom links which anybody in the country could be a part of that even though you're based in denver anyone in the country can link onto there and you're having a meal and then you kind of have somebody guiding the meal a little bit uh yeah so tell we started us- off doing the meal with the COVID, and now that everybody's kind of out they're making sure they get home by six and yep. there's less meal going on but the conversation like the meals were the shining star at the beginning and now nobody's eating and everybody's feeding on ch- their chowing uh, i love it and then uh, Friday nights, that's what I was able to be a part of. You kind of have a speaker focused on on telling their story a little bit, uh, which is nice because then other people can resonate with that story or ask questions or get guidance a little bit or just yep. banter as well. So that's, again, another Zoom meeting. So 
Well, uh, where can they go? Chow is a. And we're going to have one more on Wednesday. Um, and Wednesday during the start day. Start another one up, I think around 2.30. Just keep posted for it, but it's going to be a short one, like a half hour check in, dump your shit, get out, you know, for everybody. <laughs> like, hey, you're here. I'm here. Let's go. We got stuff to do. I feel that. Let's go. Sure. So, Chow on Facebook is a good place to interact, right? Get into that. If That's you're in the, the best place to find us right now. Yeah. And if you're in the industry at all, if you don't, if you've never had a drop of alcohol or drugs in your life and you're working in the industry, more power to you. I don't know how you've done it, but I'm proud of you. If you are drinking way too much, anything, anybody you are, you're a part of this group. It's not for people who have hit rock bottom. So I want people to know everybody. Yeah, and it's also not an alcoholic group. I, right. I, you know, in Chow, I'm hearing stories worse than, you know, not worse, just different than mine. And nobody and the person didn't even touch alcohol and wound up in yeah. a darker place in their story. And you're like, holy moly. You know, so this isn't about alcohol. This is about where it hurts. And, you know, I use alcohol to cover up where it hurts. You know, somebody else uses something else. So everybody is welcome to come. It's not, you know, you don't have to be sober to come. You don't have to be whatever. You just got to have a little soul. Yeah, uh, I feel that we're, we're heartfelt people for sure. So uh, Chow on Facebook, check that out for sure. You'll be able to see all the Zoom links to the three different meetings each week. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more activations happening. The website, chowco.org. Is that what it is? I see it on your shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. Chowco.org. Check it out for kind of a little bit more information and get in there, people. I think it's a it's a really good opportunity for us to just have conversations. And you never know, you never know where it's going to lead. I'll, I'll end with this. Very specifically, Richard Anderson, who's a director for Volunteers of America, based in Colorado, was on the call that we were part of. He then was inspired and reached out to me right afterwards and said, I loved a lot of what you said uh, with your story. It really resonated with me. And he introduced me to a couple of people. And now those people are going to be on our show. Cool. And that's, I love it. It's good people connecting good people. I didn't know what to expect. I could have said no. And your story, yeah. I didn't have any idea. Yeah. yeah. I it with your story too. I had no idea that was your past. Uh, I, I didn't say no. I could have been like, nah, it's not me. It's not my thing. You know, like, but I said, yes, I got on, got to have a great conversation, tell my story in a very different way than I ever had before, which helped me personally. Met Richard, who I'd never met before. We followed up and I have two or three people that are going to be on our show and we get to share new stories and more stories and introduce more people that's why I do this. I think it's so important. So John, I really appreciate you have pushed me to have more and more conversations in this way. Hi, best served. Hi, very much was inspired by you. So I appreciate you taking some time to share with us. I appreciate it. I love spending Sunday morning with you. It's great. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. All right. right. Thank you, Jensen. I really appreciate it it for today. I appreciate it, John. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. That guy, such an inspiration for sure. And just like, just a good dude. It very much feels natural when you go and interact with Chow. It does not feel like this heavy, somber. I mentioned Alcohol Anonymous. And if you go to Alcohol Anonymous, I think it's absolutely something that is a good thing. However, at times, it can be really heavy for people to stand up and say, hi, my name is Jensen Cummings, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Jensen. It's it is awkward. You get used to it and it's compelling and important. Yet people who don't think that they are knee deep in it, 
don't necessarily feel themselves and see themselves in that light. And that's okay. And I think Chow is a really great alternative, very much focused on the stories of humans and hospitality. We can all relate. I've not heard any story within that group or anybody who's part of that group speaking with them that has been like, yep, I feel you. It's me. It's somebody else that I worked with. It, it really clicks. So I appreciate that. All right. Great conversation today. Keep checking out Best Served High on Sundays on Best Served Podcast Facebook page. And uh, I'm grateful to be able to have these conversations. All right, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.